Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us again to come in before you, dear God. Lord, tonight, to speak to you, Lord, about your greatness, dear Lord, of your some simplistic ways that are so important for us at this time. Lord, you told us in this day, dear Lord, that we would be destroyed by a lack of knowledge, Hosea 4, 6. And Lord, the people don't really pay attention or want to know about it, but Lord, it's very important that we grasp it. Because Lord, you told us in Luke 21, 34 to 36, that we're all caught in a snare. And Lord, we do not want to hear your words. Father, they didn't want to hear it from you at that time. And dear Lord, they barely learned it from Moses and they did not keep it. They weren't zealous to keep it. And Lord told them that at the end of the book of Deuteronomy when he gave them the song of Moses that we at this time are supposed to learn. And the only way we could possibly learn that song and desire to learn it if we changed our complete ways. So Lord, we know that you said you're going to have a compelling event and Lord, we know that the people are going to be afraid in this time. But Lord, we pray they would begin to want to know why it's so special. And Father, just to point out one aspect of it, dear Lord, in the last uh, section, the last, well, chapter, the last chapter of Deuteronomy, dear Lord, you, you did wonderful things for Moses. You took him up to the mountain. You let him see the promised land that you told him you would let him see. And he said, I've caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. Lord, it's important to understand, dear Lord, that that it was a very good relationship that you have with Moses. And there's many reasons, and I'm not going to delve into that tonight. But dear Lord, the key thing about Moses, dear Lord, you tell us that he was a servant of the Lord. He died there in the land of Moab, dear Lord, in Deuteronomy 34. That's important for us to understand, dear Lord. Moab was a choice, dear God. It was one of these that are uh, passed down from Lot, the descendants of Lot. And Lord, those are still your people. Lord, you brought him out of there. And Lot, he, he, Abraham wanted to, to get the people of Lot to turn. And Father, it was, it's supposed to be for all of us, Lord. Your, your word is for us to receive it as the elector, Lord, and take it out to the world and let all the world receive it, if, who will listen. Lord, your desire is all men be saved and come to knowledge of truth. And dear Lord, we have not done our job. The shepherds have not done our job. And it's like you told Jonah. Dear Lord, that's the message of Jonah. The strongest message that you gave him was the teaching lesson that you gave him after he called it out and after the spirit had moved and he was still bitter towards the people and wanted to see him punished. And dear Lord, you asked him why. And dear Lord, you showed him that tree and then you showed him the worm that, came, that ate the tree, this covering. And Lord, it was showing that that hatred that he had was eating away the covering that you put over him. Lord, you were showing to us, dear Lord, to this day, that if we have hatred in our heart, Lord, your covering's going to go away from us. That's a really important lesson of Jonah that we don't pay attention to.
And Father, you had this with with Moses. You were taking him away because the people had to be able to turn. And Moses was always interceding for them. And Lord, in Deuteronomy 34, 9, you said there, uh, well, excuse me, I guess it was verse 10. And um, it said that since since then, since since uh, Moses, dear Lord, there's not been one arisen in Israel that was a prophet like him, that he knew you face to face. And Lord, we pray, dear God, that the people understand at this time, dear Lord, that you want people to rise up at this time that's like Moses. Dear Lord, who would fight for the people's sake, not to dis- destroy them. It's like Abraham, Lord. That was his desire when he learned about your words. Dear Lord, he rejoiced over it because there's a way not to have the wars. And dear Lord, it was this way with with Moses. He didn't desire the war. There was people going to be punished because it was the way. But there was a right for those people, even walking around Jerusalem. So many times the people were offered to turn and they wouldn't do it. I mean, walking around uh, uh Oh, it's Jericho. I'm sorry, Lord. <clears throat> Walking around the walls of Jericho seven times. And Lord, the, the spirit was moving on those people, but they wouldn't turn. And at the end of the seventh day, even though the people, the, the spies even testified that these people feared you. But Lord, they would not turn. They're very prideful in their, their ways. They think their strength can overcome it. And Lord, I remember talking to people in the world system. I was astonished, Lord, that they said that they don't need you to come. Because they can defeat the Antichrist and keep this kingdom going and restore the earth with their technology that they know. Lord, they, they believed in you, but they didn't believe in your power and they didn't believe in your times. And they didn't understand the way of your power. They think the way of the power is the knowledge that they have. And Lord, that's a difference between that Moses knew you face to face. Lord, when he's talking about that is face is the authority of the word that we're given. And Lord, you gave Moses authority of the word to watch over these people for you. And Lord, it was likened to the the way that Solomon asked of you, dear Lord, that give me wisdom to judge these people. It was the same thing with Moses. He pleaded for you to go with them. That's what the thing about it was, dear Lord, when you were on the mountain. He was pleading with you that please do not take us there if your presence will not go with us. Your presence is the words of God that are with us continuously. And dear Lord, the spirit is full in them. And dear Lord, Moses would speak to you to change what you what you were saying, dear Lord, the judgment you were going to render. He would plead before you, dear God, wisely in the ways of the words, dear Lord, to straighten things out to get it right. Yes, he made some mistakes, but he knew you face to face. And dear Lord, he listened. You listened to his wisdom. Dear Lord, that he chose because it was the wisdom that was the same heart as yours. And dear Lord, face-to-face means, dear God, that they were agreeable in the way of the Lord, the Father. And that's the law that Moses kept. And Father, it's a marvelous thing to do that. And Lord, also in Deuteronomy 34 and 9, dear Lord, you had said in, that you had him uh, select Joshua. You selected Joshua, the son of Nun. He went, and you uh, enabled him to have the spirit of wisdom because you had Moses lay his hands on him. And Lord, these laying of hands is a symbolic thing of, dear Lord, of putting the cover. And Lord, it's bad, dear Lord, in these days 
for shepherds to God to lay hands on people with the arrogant mind that they have. Because, dear Lord, they're not teaching them and not giving them the ability to rightly divide the word of truth. And, Lord, they need to humble themselves before you. And, Lord, you said to come off the, to come off the porches and, and um, come down be, between the altar and the porch, which is the water basin. Lord, you told them that in John fifteen three, it's your words of the Father that you were sent into the world to bear witness to that washes them clean. And, Lord, you told us the same thing. Dear Lord, in that, that same speech, dear God, you, you said again, dear Lord, in Ephesians 5 through Paul, verses 25 to 27. Lord, it's marvelous. And then also, Lord, it was a marvelous thing that uh, Moses did because his wisdom, dear Lord, was like yours. Uh, not like your, your, your wisdom is beyond all man. But he understood the ways and the authority of the law of God. And dear Lord, he's marvelous. It'd just be a marvelous thing to be able to sit in his presence and let him teach us. But Lord, in Numbers 9, he said something really interesting, dear Lord, when the people in verses Numbers 9, 6, and 7, they were getting ready to keep the, uh, the Feast of Passover. And dear Lord, you told them, uh, dear Lord, at that time, the, everything to be strict about it and so on and when they would do it. Then, dear Lord, there was these that understood they were unclean because they had touched the bodies of a dead corpse. And, dear Lord, this is really important for the people to understand at this time. Because, dear Lord, this was the month before they're preparing and you're giving instructions, dear Lord, they're going to know this. Dear Lord, you're telling them how. And it was the first month of the second year. It's actually uh, right at the beginning of the first month, I'm sorry, or beginning of Nisan. And he's telling you, giving you the wisdom what to do. Uh, giving Moses, you're giving Moses the wisdom what to do. But Moses did something really interesting that all of us should understand. And Lord, that was in Numbers 9-8. Moses, when these people came to them and said, you know, um, they said they'd be defiled uh, because they touched a human corpse. And why are we kept uh, from presenting the offering of the Lord at its appointed time? And they, they wanted to understand the way of that law. And Lord, we're in that situation right now. Dear Lord, we're not doing the way, dear Lord, of the Feast of Tabernacles, the way we're supposed to do it. Ours is unclean because, Lord, we've touched the corpse of dead people. Lord, people don't understand, dear God, they're walking around. Touching the hands, dear Lord, of these you told them to stay away from, those who are fornicating with the harlot, are before you as dead people. And Lord, shepherds and all these are touching their hands, shaking hands with these politicians, shaking hands with judges, military officers, all these people who are unclean. Because before you, Lord, they're breaking the law and they're walking as dead men walking. And that's why you said to the disciples when they wanted to go bury their family, you said, no, let the dead bury the dead. Because these people are dead people walking. They're unclean. And you told us to come out from them or we will receive of their plagues and also of their sins. Lord, we pray that this includes these female management type people. Dear God, they're helping the people be put into the prison camps that this lying crown trust in our government has established. And people, many generals in that know, dear Lord, that there's... Um, Gas chambers and gas piped into floors and gas piped into train floors. And the people want to ignore this. 
But Lord, you've told them to come out from them. And dear Lord, they do not realize the sincerity of this. These people are before you in a day of judgment because we've already passed Yom Kippur and the people are unclean, making an unclean Yom Kippur, unclean Feast of Tabernacles. They're doing it in the ways because you said, dear Lord, that when you come at this time, you're in, in the book of Amos, you've, you're going to reject their feast days, reject their Sabbaths and their new moons, meaning they're unclean. They're not worthy and not clean to do it. And so, Lord, they need to come before those who have the words of God, like Moses had the words of God. And Lord, it said, and they have to be righteous, Lord. And they have to be, dear God, as you said, dear God, not of these that are uh, going to be cast out. Lord, it's, it says in Numbers 9, 8, uh, it, it said in there, Moses said to them, stand still that I may hear the word the Lord will command concerning you. See, what people don't understand, dear Lord, is in this time, we're all standing before the judgment. That's a separation judgment. These people are like, all of a sudden, they're going to be shocked because the separation judgment comes upon them. And in their spirit, they're going to know what happened to them. As it says in Revelation six twelve to 17, all the kings try to hide because in the people and everything else, they try to hide in caves. They try to, because of the one that's coming, because the manifestation of judgment will come in the spring. And dear Lord, these people are trying to hide. Because they know what's coming because you've caused them to know the sin that's coming. Just like when, when you stirred the, the dust in the temple floor, those people knew that they were wrong and they had to leave because the spirit was stirred up in them. And dear Lord, when you tell these people to stand still, they're, they're like coming before you. Dear Lord, they're standing there because then you will reveal to the man of God what concerns them. They must stand still because this is the judgment and they must know that you're going to value their heart. Because in Hebrews 4.12, it says all judgments this time, John 12.48 and Hebrews 4.12, all judgment at this time is being done by the words of God, by you and by the Father. So what will happen is when they stand still, that allows them to be symbolically in front of you for the judgment and you will tell them whether they're right or wrong. Lord, it would be very wise for the people at this time to come before you, even in their own household, dear Lord, and, and seek you and stand still before you. And Lord, let them understand that, dear God, do not lift up hands towards you. Dear Lord, because when you lift up your hands towards God, being unholy, then what is happening at that time is you're putting your authority before God. And if you're standing still for him to give you direction, you're asking for judgment. And that's not a good thing. And when you understand the way of the Lord, that's not a good thing. But dear Lord, if they will stand before you still, you'll give them a good instruction for them as to what to do as you did for these men in Numbers 9. And you show them that they can celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles the very next month, which is what we have to do at this time because you tell us that same thing in Joel 2, 12 to 20. The sanctified of the people. They must be sanctified by the words of God, John 17, 17, Joel 2, 12 to 20, before they can have a sacred assembly. The sacred assembly we have now is unclean because we're touching dead people. We're touching pagan currencies. All that stuff should be put away during that time, it's just like the Feast of Passover. Uh, at that time, dear Lord, everything unclean. The bread of instruction. Dear Lord, that includes money. Dear Lord, they have to get the currencies out of the way because they're pagan. Everything should have been done like that in these days. We haven't done it 
because we did not know and understand. But in this, we can see standing still, you'll give the instruction because that is like it is before the separation judgment. We are going to stand before you. And you said you're going to make the earth like a footstool. And dear Lord, these people in that in that temple treasury were standing there with a the stone in their hand. They threw that stone down and, and dropped that stone and got out of there. Dear Lord, the Spirit told them what was going to happen to them. And dear Lord, that's what you did with them. Stand still. And that's what you did. You bowed down those people that stood there. They kept locking and talking, and they understood the judgment because it became clear to them. The Spirit got them to be stirred up to understand and conceive what was going to happen to them if they did this to that woman. Dear Lord, we pray that the people understand. Dear God, they were breaking the law of God at that time. And dear Lord, they don't understand the way it is, and they don't understand what Moses was doing here. Dear Lord, Moses had the understanding. The people didn't understand these things. They didn't understand why they were doing the law. You tell us that so clearly. Dear Lord, in John 7, many marvelous things in John 7. One of the things about John 7, dear God, is, is you did that in John 7, uh, John 7 dear, Lord, dear Lord, with the, uh, I think it's John 8, the beginning of John 8, when you did that with the, the dust, stirring up the dust, uh, which was how they do the adulterous woman in the Numbers 5 law we talked about last night, Lord. But dear Lord, one of the things he did marvelously at the time of the Feast of Tabernacles, dear Lord, in, in that year, dear God, your brothers were mocking you and wanting you to go up to that temple. Dear Lord, you waited something very important that the people need to understand. Lord, we don't understand your feast days and your sacred assemblies. And one of the things about the sacred assemblies that the people need to understand clearly is, dear Lord, that you ask for them to be covered. If they will call for a sacred assembly after they've been sanctified by your words, they will have the authority of your covering to allow them to be uh, sanctified, purified, and so forth at that time. And God will hear them and purify them and give them the authority to be refined at the end of that time. But if they will turn and do these things, the covering of you that was given from the time of Isaiah fifty one sixteen from the beginning will cover us now, and especially since you did the thing with the woman in the wilderness, as it says in Revelation 12, that she's in the wilderness at this time, which means she's still in the world. Dear Lord, she's there to cover those, and especially at this time, Lord, you told her in the time of times and half time, which is the fullness of the day of the Lord, she will, shall be nourished, meaning she's strengthened. At this time, she will be fed by us because we're allowed to do these things at this time to seek the truth, seek the words of wisdom. That's nourishing her. That's giving the what she's uh, she's being fed by us uh, doing the way of the words. This is what uh, the seventh church is all about when it says, you know, you're going to knock on the door and we shall invite you in and feed you first and then you'll feed us. That's the same thing you're doing here. But in the in the uh, Feast of Tabernacles at that time, dear Lord, in, in John 7, there was a marvelous verse. And uh, dear Lord, it's like uh, verse 15, 15, I think it was, or 13. Dear Lord, I believe it's, um, yeah, it's in that area, 13, 14, 15. Dear Lord, in John 7. Dear Lord, you, it says in there that you came up in the middle of the feast. The middle of the feast. You, your brothers had tried to get you to come up before that. Now, the middle of the feast is the, is the, of the seventh-day feast of tabernacles is the fourth day of the feast. 
which started on a Sabbath day. But it's only the third day of the week. But since the feast is a feast of joy, a feast of joy means it's a feast of your ways. And if you're calling us and telling us we must have the Feast of Tabernacles, and this is the Feast of Tabernacles that we should want at this time, this is the sacred assembly we should be asking for, the right to get this sacred assembly, because you gave us the order that the, the Feast of Tabernacles was to be a feast of joy, when, and the word joy in, in, in the way of you, dear Lord, is this is your way. Your way is that we be pleased. Your way is that we be happy. Your way is that we have joy and love each other and so on. But dear Lord, joy is a critical thing in this time of the Feast of Tabernacles. You tell us we must celebrate this with joy. That means we must celebrate it in the ways of your words. And we must do it as a sacred assembly. And dear Lord, what it means is that we are covered Dear Lord, if we're doing it in the way of your words, your words are covering us because it's a sacred assembly and we're doing it because we were sanctified and set apart by your words before we started this sacred assembly that we must ask for. When those men came before Moses, you gave them a, a, a 30 days later, they were able to do it. And Lord, that's what should happen right now. The, the people should understand that they should take and set aside a sacred assembly and you will enable it to be done. If the people will hear you and, and seek you to have a sacred assembly and seek your authority, stand still before you and give authority for this sacred assembly to be held, it will not be stopped. And you came up on the fourth day. The fourth day is the third day of the work week, but it's the fourth day of that assembly. And the third day of that assembly, of the, I mean of the work week, is the day of understanding. But the fourth day is the day of counsel. Satan has no authority to do anything with you. Now, it tells you right there, I mean, you tell us right there in the uh, very first verse of John 7, it tells us you didn't go up there because they were seeking to kill you. But when you went up there, they had no power, no authority, and were not, not able to kill you. Because you came up on the fourth day, which is the fourth day, is the way of counsel, your counsel. And Lord, under your counsel, it's a judgment. Satan cannot stop you. And Lord, the, they tried to, to do these things, but they had no power over you. Dear Lord, the people should understand the greatness of why you set up these sacred assemblies like this one with the Feast of Tabernacles and also the Feast of Unleavened Bread. No sin in that bread because, dear Lord, that's going to be a celebration in the springtime we're going to get to be able to enter into the refinement time. But right now, dear Lord, we've got to enter into the kingdom. The right to enter into the kingdom is now. And you told us in Matthew twenty four twenty we must come out before the winter and Mark thirteen eighteen that the people aren't listening. But Lord, they must understand if they are not sanctified and made holy by your words of truth, which you say in John seventeen seventeen you required of us, then dear Lord, they will not be set aside, and the church will fail, and you'll go call the world, and you will not bring in the church, as you said in Luke fourteen twenty four. And Lord, that people should understand that is a very important day. You gave them, you started teaching understanding that morning. And the temple on the fourth day, you showed up. Dear Lord, you always showed up on, on the third day. At some point during the third day, like you did, you fed those people that came and followed you for three days. And that afternoon, dear Lord, you fed them the five, you fed the 5,000, the, the fish and so on. Dear Lord, you always show up. Elisha tells us you always show up at the end, uh, in the third day. You always show up. 
Lord, your counsel is the fourth day. And Lord, it's like that. You show up in the counsel time, it's required. And Lord, you will be on your way at the time of the end of that third day. And you were there because you came to the temple early in the morning. And Lord, the people don't understand. You might have been at the Mount of Olives. Dear Lord, you might have been anywhere there. But Lord, you, you would have arrived, arrived at the end of that third day and nobody touched you. And you came in on the third day of the week and you started teaching. And that's why you came in the third day. I'm sorry. Third day was the fourth day of the, the council. So you have the council, which is your protection. Nobody can touch you. And the third, I mean, Satan had no authority over you at all because you're walking in the way of your council. And Lord, we pray that people understand that this time that's very important for us. Lord, I pray that they'll be able that you'll cause the spirit to make this known to them. There's a reason why you set the, the, this Feast of Tabernacles the way you did it, to start on a Sabbath day and not the first day of the week. So you started on a Sabbath day and on the, on the ending, the eighth day is a Sabbath day, but that's the way of the regeneration. And you made that a separate holiday called Simshat Torah in the morning because that's the time when you give the word. Lord, that's the time when they're reading this last chapter of Moses. Dear Lord, they ought to understand that that's clarifying that the things that Moses wrote is going to happen. And you said he was face to face with him. You met with him. Lord, face to face meant your law and his law were in agreement and he recorded it. And that song of Moses, we must sing, as it says in Revelation 15, 1 to 4. Lord, I pray that people understand these things. It's very important for them. Father, we... We come, dear Lord, and uh, dear Lord, you told us in Revelation 12, dear Lord, did that covering, and dear Lord, we'll go into that maybe tomorrow night. I'd like to speak to you about that. But dear Lord, it's a, it's a marvelous teaching, just your covering that you have for the people. And Lord, when you were teaching the this thing about uh, in, in Moses, dear God, you had the thing, dear Lord, where you talk about the the Feast of the Passover, and Lord, that was right after that instruction. You went into the instruction of the cloud. And it's recorded there in Numbers nine fifteen to 23. And dear Lord, it's saying very interesting, Lord, when the cloud rose up, dear Lord, the people would move. But when that cloud was hovering over the tabernacle, they were to be there because, dear Lord, if your presence is there, the word and teaching is available. And they're not to move, they're to learn. And Lord, even when you're guiding them, in your way, everything that you did there was done in your presence with the way of your words and in the way of doing your words. And Lord, the people should have had great joy. They were going to the promised land, but Lord, instead they had fear of the giants and everything else. Dear Lord, I've talked to preachers who have fear of the world leaders. Lord, they do not want to have anything to do with them because they're afraid of them. They, they're waiting for you to do something and you've laid it all out in the scriptures and they won't hear. And Lord, those shepherds are going to be rejected, as you said, dear God, in Matthew seven twenty-one to 23, if they will not turn. Lord, you tell the people to be sanctified, and then gather the elders and the priests and so forth. It's obvious, Lord, that they're the last ones in. These who think they're first are going to be the last, because, Lord, you're going to bring people in before them. It's very sad. Lord, when, when you were in that Dear Lord, with the Jerusalem, it's very interesting that these these shepherds, dear God, after you stood up on the last day of the feast, on the seventh day of the Feast of Tents, which is the sixth day of the week, and you made known that your knowledge, the knowledge, dear God, spirit of knowledge is the work of the kingdom that we're to do. 
and you made known that all those who are thirsty come unto me and I give them living waters? Dear Lord, it's it's very interesting all the things you said in that, and until I don't have time to go through it, until Lord, it's in it's clearly in the scriptures. But dear Lord, one of the things that happened is these people met then the Pharisees, and you told us, Lord, that none of the Pharisees and scribes are going to be in the kingdom of heaven. Lord, Lord, you you tell that all through this, in in the teaching in, in uh, John seven. If they would pay attention, Lord, you've you've said it so many times. Because you, you told them there, uh, dear Lord, that they don't keep the law. You told them, you know, you're talking to the Pharisees, and you said, did not Moses give you the law, yet none of none of you keeps the laws? But you said. And dear Lord, down in the, towards the end of that chapter, dear God, they're, you're, they're in that, they've gathered together, the Pharisees and them. And Lord, they mocked this thing about Jonah, that no prophet ever came out of Galilee. And Lord, the thing about it is, during all this, dear God, they're, they're doing the thing of just trying their very best to avoid the law. They're there to teach the law. And Lord, it's very an- interesting that what they're doing is, dear Lord, that they don't keep the law and they're, they're going to be, be destroyed because they didn't keep the law. And it's very interesting that they're going to be destroyed also because they wouldn't receive the knowledge of truth because they were supposed to know and they didn't teach their people. And then they they go ahead and do this thing, dear Lord, even when Nicodemus had that thing where he told him, you know, does our law judge a man before it hears him and knows what he is doing? Dear Lord, he's walking about clearly as a prophet, clearly teaching the words, and they will not hear him. And they're saying, no, he's not worthy. He's not one of us. You know, he didn't agree with our concept. Today, we're hearing this from the Pope and everybody else. It's all those who conspiracy theorists, anybody that doesn't agree with the plan of the world government that's run by Satan. I mean, everybody who reads the Bible should know it's run by Satan, but the Pope and all these are in agreement with them and trying to unite them all into one religion. Impossible. And everybody should know that's impossible. And they're fornicating with the harlot. And if we touch them, if we touch the Pope, as all these people are allowing the Pope to put blessings on him, this man is doing this in a way of the obelisk, and we're blind, and therefore allowing his covering that he's giving us to replace the Lord's covering. Even the the the, the, the wafer that they eat is all wrong. Even the coffin of John Paul was a satanic coffin. Dear Lord, I, I had held papers in my hand that he was given resource, financial resources to the people in charge of the global genocide, Pope John Paul. Lord, these are just terrible things. The coverings of people are important. We're not to touch these dead bodies. Dear Lord, these of Revelation 18, 1 to 4 are considered as dead people. We're to turn from them and seek you at this time and seek to have a sacred assembly. If we will not do this, you're going to reject our feast days, our new moons, And dear Lord, that means you're rejecting the Feast of Joy, which is the feast where we will learn your ways if we will pay attention. Everything about the Feast, dear Lord of Tabernacles, is about your ways. And you tell us in Zechariah 14, every year we're going to have to come up and celebrate this Feast of Tabernacles. It's the Feast of Joy. David said, Lord, let me live in your tent all the days of my life. In other words, the complete day of his life. You know, in, in Deuteronomy 34, when you ended that with Moses, that, that book of the law with Moses, he said that he did all these works, 
that you did, and then it's the things that he did. And he said he, he did them in all the eyes of uh, Israel. Lord, some of the times he was just with you and he was pleading out for the people, but many times he was pleading out before the people for you to hold back the plagues and everything else. Awesome works that he did. And Lord, you would have destroyed many except for the good acts of him and, and Aaron. But Aaron was guided by him. Lord, let us have a spirit like Moses in this time so we can sing the song of Moses because we understand it. And dear Lord, meaning, dear God, that your appearing is coming. People don't understand what Paul was teaching, dear Lord. He says, you're going to come at your appearing and at the kingdom. And the kingdom is going to go up. That's what gets translated up to heaven while that the Antichrist and them reign, dear Lord. Dear Lord, the people need to understand this. The first, we have to overcome this beast kingdom. Then we have to get refined. We've got so much work to do. And Lord, tomorrow night, I'd like to talk about the, the work, dear Lord, of the temple. Dear Lord, why, why that seventh seal judgment is so important and why the sixth seal is so important. And dear Lord, why the fifth seal tells us about the war that's coming now. Dear Lord, because the way of the council is the fourth, fourth seal judgment. The way of the might of God, dear Lord, is, is there. If the people do not have the words, as it says in Revelation twelve seventeen, they're, they're not, just because they believe in the Ten Commandments, just believe they, they believe that your blood saves us and don't know how or don't know why and don't know the knowledge of God because if they don't have the knowledge of truth, which you said, dear Lord, you desire all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. The knowledge of truth is the ones that's protected by the wisdom. That's why you want them to come to it, as you say in Revelation twelve sixteen and 17. Father, we pray, dear God, that the people will receive the message that you will cause this teaching, dear Lord, of yours, your, your things that you've caused to be for us, to be understood and received by your people. Lord, we pray that your spirit would go out and cause these people to understand the things we're trying to make known to them. And Lord, we pray that you'll help us, that we will not guide your people to wrong. And Lord, that we will understand how the words that we present to them are correct or not correct. Help us, dear Lord, that they be correct. Dear Lord, so that the people, knowing, dear Lord, that your words are judging them at this time, as it says in John twelve forty eight, as you said. Dear Lord, help us that they might understand this, that they might turn to good and not evil that they might turn away from the ways of the world and understand how serious these times right now are. And Lord, let them understand what, what it means, dear Lord, to touch a dead body and why we must have a sacred assembly, which you're telling us in Joel 2, 12 to 20. It says, call one. It says, you know, that's obvious. You're not saying to take the Feast of Tabernacles because you rejected these. We were unholy. You're telling us to be sanctified, set apart from the world by your words. Dear Lord, set apart from the world by your words what you said in John seventeen seventeen. Lord, help us to understand these things. Lord, we pray that you remove the stumbling blocks and the blindness of those, dear Lord, who will not allow this word to be taught. And Lord, let them understand the war is coming. It's going to be too late for the shepherds. The wintertime, you said, don't let your flight be in there. This is the time. They must do this sacred assembly before that time. Let them understand this truth. We pray these things in thy precious and thy holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.